welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Hello, friends. We are so glad you've chosen to join us again for another Deeply Rooted Devo. We have been talking in the past about the armor of God, and now we are going to move on to some spiritual food. And we're calling this Devo Breakfast of Champions. And who better to bring that to us than our resident chef, Leanne Zilanko. So go ahead and share with us what God has been teaching you from his word, Leanne. Thanks, Esther. Um, yes, that is a good reference to me being a chef because I do do that for, on occasion. Uh, and I'm really passionate about making sure that we feed ourselves well. And I think we all know that from a food, like a physical food perspective, we need it and water to um, live and grow and thrive. Without proper nourishment, we might survive for a little while, but our growth and ability to thrive are hindered. Proper nourishment provides you with all the nutrients, vitamins, minerals uh, our bodies need. And um, you can just scroll through anything on social media and there is a ton of information out there about um, you know, good and bad information about what to eat and when to eat and how to eat. Um, but we do know that we need to eat a number of times a day. We need clean, drinking water. Imagine if you only ate once a day. Sadly, that's a reality for many people. But imagine if you ate and you had a snack and that is all you had, a granola bar, a small bag of chips. Uh, it would be better than nothing, but it would certainly hinder your ability to move and to think and, and to grow. So how does this relate to our lives as a follower of Jesus? As a follower of Jesus, we need spiritual food to grow and thrive as a follower of Jesus. And let's take a look at Jesus. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert and fasted. I don't know about you, but I can't imagine doing that. But after that, he was tempted by our enemy, Satan. And what did he use to refute the carefully crafted lies of the enemy? He used scripture. And we've recently heard about the armor of God, um, the sword of the spirit being the word of God, active and living. Uh, and Jesus used those words. Uh, Matthew 4, 4 says, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And our scriptures are from the mouth of God. Matthew 5 and 6, which is another one, um, another great verse says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. This tells me I'm to hunger and to thirst to really, really want a right standing with God, to be right with God. Um, you know, it's interesting when someone spends time with Jesus in the word, praying, worshiping, uh, the hunger for time with God grows. It's like eating a delicious meal. So I just want to put it out to the panel. Do you have any thoughts that that you'd like to share on, on what I've shared so far? I, I would love to jump in there. The verse that uh, I'd like to pair with this is John 1.1. 1, 1. 
it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. So Jesus is the word. And also in Hebrews 1, it said, in the past, God spoke to our people through the prophets. He spoke to them many times and in many different ways. And now in these last days, God has spoken to us again through his son. So here's Jesus. He's all wise. He's got it all together. He can discern Satan's temptations and lies. And I would just recommend, since you're talking to us about digging into the word of God, the scriptures, that when we do that, we not just look for the small details. So I'd encourage women to read the scripture, not just for those specifics, but to see it as a big picture and see Jesus in every passage. Read it asking yourself this question, WWJM, what would Jesus mean? How does this fit in with learning about Jesus' character? And how can the spirit use that to renew your mind? And it's one of the things I admire so much about my husband. He has this ability to think about the big picture, maybe a little more than I do. And it's always impressed me that that's been so helpful in being um, walking successfully as a Christian to look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. And you're right, Martha, that John, the verse in John one, where Jesus is the word and came to us. And then God inspired the apostles to write the word down. So we have it readily available. You know, but sometimes we read passages and we're like, I don't understand that. For example, I was looking at verses about feeding and about food and about bread in scripture. And I came across John 6, 47 to 51. And these are Jesus's words. And if you guys want to follow along, that's great. So John 6, 47 to 51. And this is, I believe I have it from the New Living Translation. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I offer um, so the world may live, is my flesh. Now, you know, that's kind of a strange passage because I don't eat anybody's flesh, uh, a person's, but it can be really confusing to sit in these passages. And sometimes the temptation is to just put it away and not go back to it, not think about it, because I just don't get it. Uh, but I don't think that that's what God wants us to do. Uh, Jesus did sacrifice himself for us. Jesus has come to give us eternal life. So what does it mean to sort of eat the bread of life or to... Um, you know, we, we, it's symbolized in communion for us, but I think it goes even deeper. The word of God is our spiritual food and to eat something, to eat a delicious meal. When you go out for dinner, you take time, you savor it, you enjoy the, the sight and the smells and, um, 
I think that's really important that we kind of apply those things to the scripture. And so what does it involve? You know, Martha, you talked about making sure we read the Bible and have the big picture. And that is so important. I love how the Bible project, if you ever listen to it, says the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus. To me, that just spells out that I should read the whole thing at some point. Um, you know, so there's lots of reading plans out there. I just want to make this a little practical. Practical. So as you read a passage, pray over it. Ask Jesus what he wants to reveal to you. Um, it may help to journal. That helps me slow down. So when I journal what I'm reading, that's a way for me to feast on the word of God. Write what the passage is saying to me in my situation. Spend time. And if you miss a few days, spend time. Jesus always welcomes us back. Uh, you know, sometimes people get uncomfortable when I say you need to be in Scripture every day. You need to spend time every day in Scripture. And it makes people squirm. Uh, and you think it won't work. Remember this, though. Jesus chose you. Jesus loves you. And he longs to meet with you each and every day. I promise you that making and prioritizing time in scripture will change your life. Hmm, so good, Leanne. Um, I just wanted to, to share a little thought that I had. Um, I had been watching this video on YouTube about um, a filmmaker back in 2004. His name was Morgan Spurlock and he filmed his journey through eating only McDonald's food three times a day for 30 days. And uh, nine years ago, they didn't sell salads at McDonald's. And, and so during those 30 days, he reports feeling physically ill, heartburn, often chest discomfort, and yet he felt addicted to the food, which I found interesting. He gained 24 pounds. He had mood swings. His cholesterol levels went through the roof and his liver had severe fatty deposits. And so as Leanne was talking about the bread of life and eating the scriptures as our spiritual food and the importance of being in it, um, in the same way, if we spirit, if feed our spirit only junk food, social media, TV, print materials that are not nourishing to our souls, results are devastating. Our soul is refreshed, though, by this, the spirit guiding us through the word. And we can be filled with joy when we read and feed on God's word, not just once a week, not just when we show up at church. But every day, as Leanne suggested. So, um, Leanne, do you have any takeaways other than what you've already given us? I think one of the other thoughts I had um, was about the fruit of the spirit. And mm -hmm. I really, for myself, part of my testimony is uh, I am by nature a glass half empty person, uh, which surprises some people because I'm more of a glass is full person. And I truly believe it's a transforming work of the Holy Spirit through reading scripture. And I know when I sit in scripture, the fruit of the spirit seems to just be present in my life. So Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says that the fruit of the spirit is love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I don't know about you, but I could use some of that every single day. So let me just encourage you to be in scripture daily. Thank you so much, Leanne. And stay deeply rooted. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ. Thank you.